Hey there, welcome to another episode of Carve Your Own Fucking Path, the one and only podcast made to inspire you to create a life and business on your own terms. You'll hear candid interviews with people who have boldly decided to blaze their own trail and the occasional solo show with me, your host. I'm Willa McDonough, on-camera coach, storyteller, and remote video producer. Five years ago, I moved from my home base of San Francisco to the coast of Portugal, taking a big leap into the unknown. Some called it courageous, I called it carving my own fucking path. Today I live in Lisbon and run a business that elevates your online presence, helping you show up confidently on camera to create videos that showcase your brand and personality so you can get more visibility and attract clients by being yourself, doing what you love. If you're just starting out in business or you've been doing it for a while, you're sure to pick up tidbits of actionable advice and hopefully feel inspired by stories from people who have chosen the unconventional and sometimes messy path. And if you've been waiting for a sign to start carving your own fucking path, this is it. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Carve Your Own Fucking Path. Christina Woods, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Uh, Thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you. Your line of work is incredibly interesting. You are a RTT, Rapid transformational. Actually, I should read what that stands for. It's a mouthful. Uh, It's yeah. Yes. Rapid (laughs) transformational therapist. And that's the, the Marissa Pierce, Marissa Peer, her hypnosis. So I'm a bit familiar um, with that style. You are also a clinical hypnotherapist, a coach, a medical intuitive, very interesting and an energy healer. And you specialize in helping women specifically um, high functioning women bust through limiting beliefs so that they can ultimately achieve whatever the hell they want and become unstoppable. Yep. That's it. Sum it up. Yes. So I always like to start with you because again, this is, this is really about your path. How did you Mm -hmm. get to where you are now? And, and I do know a little bit about, you know, that there was some, things in your past, some, you know, experiences, traumatic experiences, let's say that sort of led you on this, this path. And you have a, a, a long corporate career as well. Right. And right. So, yeah. So if you would like to start either with a moment, a moment that you decided that I'm going to carve my own fucking path, I'm going to go in this mm-hmm. direction. Um, yeah. If you want to start there, I'll, I'll sure. to you. Yeah, I'll start there and, and then I can can kind of tell you even what led up to that moment. So I I had this moment in my backyard and I'm looking out the window, looking at the moment. I was in my pajamas pulling some weeds and in a war on the one morning and I literally heard a voice. I don't hear a lot of voices, luckily, but you know, I have I have these divine moments and I heard a voice that literally said, and I wasn't in a good place at the time, I'll say that. And I heard a voice that just said, when are you gonna start, you know, figuring out what makes you happy and stop waiting for someone else or something that's gonna change your life and make you happy? It was literally like, when are you gonna stop this? When are you gonna stop waiting and start doing what makes you happy? And I was pulling the weeds, I mean, smelling the dog poop, doing the whole thing. And, you know, somebody, my husband at the time had said something 
that upset me that, you know, he'd said a thousand times we were married 23 years and it was a normal, normal comment. It wasn't particularly horrible or anything. It was one of those things that rubs you the wrong way. And it just hit me in that moment. Like you got to do something here because this is it. Like, this is what you're going to be doing. And this is how you're going to be feeling unless you make a decision to really like, do you want to bet on yourself? Or do you want to do something different? Do you want to feel different? Why do you keep feeling this way? So it was in the weeds in the backyard in my PJs, not looking so great. And then, you know, from there, I, I kind of just decided to really literally, I guess, pull the weeds in my life. I've never said that before, but yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> great metaphor. That voice, could you explain what that voice was, who it was, where that came from? Well, now, you know, I have a, a very strong connection with a higher power and, you know, I, I flip-flop from calling it God, source, higher power, you know, whatever, whatever is, is resonating with me, but I do have a strong connection now, even more than I ever have. And I always, I always felt it, but definitely felt lost and alone. And, that you know, no one, you know, uh, very isolated and no one understood or misunderstood and certainly was in a mode of people pleasing and seeking answers from the outside. And so now I, I feel very connected to something much, much bigger. And I make a point every single day to connect because sometimes it's really hard to find it. So sometimes it's just like, let me breathe and feel, you know, the good old roots down into the ground or feel some light connecting into, you know, into my crown or whatever I need to do, go take a walk and look at the birds. But I, I do feel a connection. So for me, it was my higher self, a higher power, my divine guidance, my intuition, all into one. Okay. I was curious because, and yes, you do have a spiritual practice and a belief. So I didn't know if that was yeah something that that voice had been there before as in maybe a guide, but this, this sounds like it was extremely loud. It was. And you listened. It, yes. Yes. Yeah. I've had, I've had a, a couple moments where I'd heard, I heard something that sounded very different than, you know, that normal intuition and I probably shouldn't do it more of an outside voice that, that really was, Hey, wake up sister. You got to do this. Um, or, or wake up. This is a moment in your life. Um, and you know, those are moments where you pay attention and we all have moments. We don't need to tell anyone and we don't necessarily need to hear anything, but I think if we get quiet enough or we just, you know, uh, we have moments, it could be petting your dog, but you know, it could be taking a bath, whatever, cooking. You have moments where your intuition pings and something resonates and it's okay if you don't pay attention or listen that time, but it's nice when we do and, and have the courage to, to, to listen and, and see what happens. Right. Had you had a coach before or had you done the hypnotherapy? Had you done any no. of these things before? No, oh, okay. no, 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 okay. no. You know, I certainly had a spiritual practice or self-development. You know, I read the mm -hmm. books, went to retreats, did things like that. Yeah. But I was very afraid to go deep. You know, you can do all those things and not go deep. And so, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going yeah. to Costa Rica, yay, with a bunch of women and we're doing a retreat and we're going to do yoga mm -hmm. and meditate and all that. But I was still like, I'm not going there. I'm not going to go deep. So 
in that moment, you know, I, I, I had grown up feeling not good enough, um, did everything by the book, got good grades, ASB president, go to college, mm -hmm. get married, two kids, a dog, corporate, you know, career, climb yeah. the ladder, let's do everything you're supposed to do. Why am I not happy? Why am I still miserable? Why do I spend too mm -hmm. much, eat too much, self-sabotage all the time? I think my story is not that unique. I think a lot of us do what we think we're supposed to do until right. it's just not, you know, doesn't feel good anymore. And, right. you know, with the self-development, I had played on the side until I realized, why do I have these patterns? I need to get more curious. And that's when I dove in deeper, but I dove into therapy and as well as energy mm -hmm. healing, as well as other practices and decided to get curious about why did I have these patterns? Cause I, I absolutely had a belief I was a bad person. I was not a good person wow. until I realized why I, the, the evidence is not, I'm a bad person. Why do I feel like I am? And that's what I really got curious about because I'm like, these two things don't align. This doesn't make sense that I fundamentally feel like a bad person. You know, sure, I'm not a perfect person, but I don't think I'm a bad person, but I feel bad. And that was mm -hmm. guilt and shame that I had to right. go clear and deal with that honestly, until I was 50, I did not even acknowledge some of the trauma I'd been through as a child. And, okay. and that's not uncommon to bury that stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you know, a little bit, okay, parents got divorced, this and that. But the real stuff, sometimes, you know, we just don't undig it. Right. <laughs> until True. until, you know, we say, all right, if I don't, then I know what I'm going to get. And I decided I didn't want to feel that way anymore. Right. That takes a lot of courage. Huge. So I want to commend mm -hmm. you on that. That's huge. Mm. And, and just even knowing, okay, I, I, I'm tired of feeling miserable because even, I mean, that's an extreme. It sounds like I'm just not, uh, maybe I'm a little bored, but it sounds like there was a, a heaviness and like a very a stuck feeling. Sure. Sounds I mean, like when you're, when a marriage of over 20 years collapses and you feel like you're mm -hmm. ruining your children's life and everything, mm -hmm. you know, is, is changing. And I knew I didn't want to be in that career anymore. I had no idea when you do something mm -hmm. for 30 years and wow. that is yeah. your identity. I mean, that is, mm -hmm. I'm successful because I do that, not because of anything inside. I had given my power over to that yeah. and you decide, wow, I got to go inside and figure out some other things about me. That is a, a terrifying place because I knew that I had given my power away, but I didn't know how to go find it. Mm -hmm. So I, but I knew I had to find it. So, and, I, and I knew it was inside. I did know that I had a knowing that inside I was already enough and all the things we hear and read, I just, mm -hmm. I didn't feel it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't feel it, but I knew I could. I remember saying it. I'm not bad. I'm actually not, you know, this happened and that happened. And when I started realizing the power of some of the tools I used, I thought, well, this is, this is really what I want to do. And, you know, and I created a new career and a new path, but it was mm -hmm. really just finding out inside that, you know, you, you, once you find out these things about yourself, it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. So much lightness happens. Right. Yes, definitely. But is there a, could you give a snapshot of the timeline of this? Because I think mm -hmm. that I mean, talk therapy can go on forever. I'm just, for people that maybe have not yet dove in to these things, haven't yeah. had this like aha moment. What was, yeah, what was the process and, and timeline for these 
this light yeah, so, take place? Sure. I would say I was, um, I was right before I turned 50 and I'll be 55 next month. So right, mm. returned, I, right before I turned 50, um, everything hit the fan. And okay. um, I would say about a year and a half of deep, deep work. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it wasn't forever, but it was deep, deep work. And it was a combination. You know, I did EMDR, but I also did a lot of energy healing a lot. Mm -hmm. And so I blended for me that worked and, um, you know, and, and also the books and, and, you know, Reiki and so many other, other tools. Mm -hmm. So I blended that and then it dwindled off and I went back to school and slowly, you know, left my corporate life and, retrained, went back to school, did, you know, and, and decided, all right, I'm going to jump off the cliff and take a leap here and leave the paycheck and the insurance. Yeah. And, you know, I still have kids in college and a mortgage and all these things. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. and, you know, I still do, we should all still take care of ourselves. And I still do things to this day, certainly not as intense as I did during that time, but mm -hmm. um, right. these tools and, you know, and, and hypnotherapy and you're aware of some of these things, what's so nice is they're so powerful and so intense and it's not necessarily mm -hmm. going every Friday at three o'clock forever. It's right. Yeah. They're, they're super doses of, of radical change. Mm -hmm. That is the thing. So for people that don't know, I think even going to, let's say like a basic level of, and I hear this from people, oh, hypnosis, no way. I'm scared of that. There's a lot of misconception. There's a lot of stuff on TV. So mm -hmm. could you explain, I mean, in a, in a, let's say in a session with you, what does it look like? And, and what is, what are, you know, how are you working on again, you know, subconscious, but why is it so powerful and what have maybe been some stories that you've, sure. you've been through? Yeah. So, you know, we very simple, we have our conscious and subconscious mind and we don't realize our subconscious is that part of the iceberg underneath the water. And it's 95% has the power of how we feel about ourselves and how we view the world. And so if we're going to make deep change, it's best to make it there instead of at that critical thinking, analytical thinking part of our mind, which we still need it. But that's where we think, you know, many people say, I've been trying, I've been doing, why can't, why do I keep doing this? They beat themselves up. So with hypnosis, you go right with the subconscious mind and it's, it's a very relaxed state. It's a natural state. We're talking the entire time. You know, I think that's a big, big misconception is, you know, you're mm -hmm. going to go click, you're in a trance and now I have control. That's certainly not the case. And that's what it looks like on Netflix. I, you know, I watch those things. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> but oh, wow. um, yeah, it is so wrong, but um, yeah, it's, it's a place. It's a natural state in our alpha and theta brain waves. We go there several times throughout the day. We've all driven home and not realized or remembered we went through that stoplight or stop sign or did we turn, but here we are, we're home. You know, our, our mind has this subconscious uh, autopilot mode. And so we go there and with the method that I do, rather than just rewire, what we first want to do is get to the very root of why you feel or have that belief in the first place. So we ask questions, we get to the very, very root and we dig it up just like a root instead of just, you know, mowing the lawn and cutting it off. We get to the root, we pull it up, and then we do some techniques to interrupt that thought and help you realize and understand, wow, that's not even true. Because when you understand something and you see it, mm. it's like looking at something from up above and you look down and you're able to say, oh, 
okay, that's why I believe that then. That made sense then. It doesn't make sense anymore. So we interrupt it. And then the rewiring is you listen to an audio for you know three weeks or so every day. And our mind has neuroplasticity. So listen over and over to new, very powerful descriptive words to rewire in a new belief. And while you're doing that, you know, the mind is going to say, F you, I don't want you to have a new belief. This right. other one kept you really safe. This anxiety kept you safe and away from people. So during that process, I'm meeting with clients regularly to help them pivot. And when they get triggered, pivot. And certainly the body is also a big part of it. So a lot of the work I do and the energy work I do is, you know, those cells have that memorized emotion and what can we do to help the cells get on board as well. So it's this very holistic approach, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, in a nutshell, that's what we're doing is strengthening that understanding and response so that it becomes your new belief and it becomes familiar. And, you know, we just forget, what are we linking to pleasure? What are we linking to play to pain? We think, yeah, I want a new love relationship. That's pleasure. But if we've linked heartache and pain and all these other things to it, you know, we're in two lanes. We're not going to, we're not going to want to go find that partner. Although we think we do, we're going to do everything to sabotage it. So really mm -hmm. finding out what's the root of it, pulling it up so that you can be in alignment with what you truly want and your actions can start then manifesting, get that frequency up. So you literally are, you know, in alignment, truly, truly in alignment. Mm -hmm. It sounds dreamy. Mm. I've done my fair share of hypnotherapy and also yeah. been trained, trained in it. And so the concept, I mean, I do understand. And I, I just wonder because you brought up the, the not good enough and that yes. is an epidemic. It plagues most people, no matter what, no matter, you know, growing up in whatever situation, I feel like that's an underlying thing. So yeah. I'm curious what, what your perspective is on that, because you did, you spoke about that in your own, like you feeling that those deep rooted ingrained beliefs that are so far down there, mm -hmm. hypnotherapy goes that to that level, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, and it needs to be, it's a consistent, you know, you said three weeks, maybe listening to this audio, is that something that takes a bit more time? I know this is not exact yeah. science, but yeah, not, not an exact science at all. You know, I mean, to say that one hypnotherapy session and then you've had 40 something years of not enoughness and say one, right. you know, not, no, not always. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I work with clients in a three month, six month container. So it might be three sessions. It might be five sessions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people see a profound difference after a couple sessions. Um, but four, five, six sessions, that's certainly different than, you know, and nothing wrong with any traditional, you know, types of therapy. They've done right. profound things for people, but this is different. This is a different option mm -hmm. for people. And it is also profound and deep and mm -hmm. incredible and amazing and can complement other things that you do. And people right. need to know about it because it's profound. Mm -hmm. And I've seen it change amazing things, physical emotional, all types of things. People don't always go to a hypnotherapist when they have a physical issue. They usually come to me last yet, you know, how is it possible? Yeah. I'm helping people with the, you know, 
ocular migraines because mm. our mind and our body are connected or, you know, IBS right. or, you know, these physical things that they've had for a long time, doctors can't help them. And when we work through the em emotional issues that are connected to their body, we're able to clear and they don't have the physical issues anymore. So do mm. I need, still need my doctor? Of course I need my doctor, but you know, we yeah. can do these things together and freaking awesome. So that is incredible. Mm -hmm. And so you, you work only with women. Yeah. Right? I work with some men. I work with some, some men and men. I even work with some children, but primarily women. Yes. Okay. And you've worked, you know, you've helped with weight loss. Again, sounds like these medical issues, career, uh, relationships. Yes. So a lot of career. I was curious because of just your like extensive background. I'm sure that that adds a bit of credibility too. Like, okay, you get it. You were in my yes. shoes for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And I think women, you know, it's, it's pretty common to try and be, you know, a superwoman, whether you have mm -hmm. kids or not, but, you know, we're trying to constantly, you know, validate and prove ourselves perhaps in the workforce. And, you know, my generation, I'm going to be 55. It was, you know, it was, it's, it's a certain generation where it was just put your head down. And I, my generation, I couldn't even talk about my kids at work. I mean, I worked at home Crazy. and I had to make sure my kids were completely silent. And now I remember during the pandemic, when I worked corporate a little for a little bit of that, I remember seeing people hold their babies. And I'm like, thank goodness. It's like normal. Yeah. People have children. Yes. So, you know, I do work with right. a lot of women who are entrepreneurs and, you know, it's interesting because they can be, they're very successful. And yet when we go to expand, that's when a lot of this stuff comes up, you know, it's, mm -hmm you know, and we get so frustrated. Like I've worked on that. I've worked on that issue with my mom and my dad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, when we go to expand again, guess what comes back up, you know, that issue again. Exactly. So you're not doing anything wrong. It's part, you know, of, of our expansion and our growth and it's okay. And here we go again, you know, expansion, mm -hmm. growth, and, it's divine timing. And that's, that is one of the greatest things I love about working with, with women is that one, so many of them will say, I have so much, I can't believe I need help with this. I, I have all these things. I, I feel terrible that I'm not happy as if they have to apologize for wanting more. And, you know, I just want to just, you know, dismantle all of that crap because mm -hmm you can have it all. You don't need to apologize. It's okay. If you have this, this, and this, and that, that's great. And you don't feel good enough. You, you should feel good enough. So let's fix that part because you're going to be better for the animals, the trees, your children. You know, I, I work with women, but I am the mother of boys. And in the beginning, I felt a conflict about that. And then I thought, why mm. I'm helping. It's all connected. It's all the web, right? You know, Interesting. You felt guilty about that. I know. I know. I had guilty and, mom syndrome. Guilty mom. And what is, I mean, guilt is something that, and shame, the two like lowest vibration yeah. you know, energies is something that again, plagues so many people. And I wonder if just, again, you, you know, your experience perspective, is that something that is passed down because it's not good enough is, I mean, that is something programmed when we're quite young and that's essentially when, you know, zero to seven is our programming. Sure. Yeah. Right. Which is frightening. Um, right. <laughs> when you realize that, you know, it's really 
something you have no control over at all. But Mm -hmm. if I just wonder if, um, if these, you know, techniques, these, I mean, it's, it's become much more of a household name, even RTT, you know, sure. That's something right. more people and more people. So I just wonder if because of this programming happening so young, if this is going to be almost mandatory, this kind of treatment. You know, I even, and I think you may even be aware that Marissa Peer created an I'm Not Enough program that's out in in children's schools. Oh, wow. I don't know how many, yeah, I don't know how many schools, it's it's a couple hundred schools already this I'm not enough program. And, um, and, and even what's wonderful now that I work with women more and more ask me to work with their children. And mm. uh, I'm actually going to be working with someone soon here. Um, they're six and eight. And wow. so, yeah, cool. it's starting to expand and they're so response. They're so quick to respond. You know, mm. it's, it's, it's not years and years, like you said, between ages of zero and seven. So, right. you know, that's when we can make such a big impact. And um, I have I have quite a few, like 10 nieces and nephews and just these little things, little words. You know, the other day I was in a car with the car with my niece and I said, what music do you want to play? And she's like, I want to play the empowerment playlist. I'm like, wow, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Awesome. you know, and all these words. And she was just really feeling good. She's one of five. So she doesn't get a lot of one-on-one time. So mm-hmm. we're, you know, rocking out to the empowerment playlist. Um, but those words make, as you know, they make such a big difference, but it's, yeah. And, and the more and more I do this, the more and more I want to get out and speak about the power of our words and the images. Mm-hmm. And as you know, with the work that you've done and, and how, how much of an impact. And when we really slow down and think about the words we say to ourselves, it's not good sometimes. And no, no, you know, and, and I still, you know, I'm still guilty. I'm human, but when we can catch ourselves and really flip the script on what we say, because Mm -hmm. our mind's job is just responding to what we say. So when we're saying this is killing me, this is, you know, my mind's going to explode over this, you know, your body's listening and, it's simply just responding to those things. And it, right. you know, if you, I hate these things. Okay. Well then let me, you know, let me get you sick here. So you just stay home and not have to do that. Mm-hmm. So glad you brought that up because yeah. And hypnosis it's words, right? It's suggestions. It's, it's exactly it's commanding, you know, to the subconscious because knowing that the brain works and, and this is something that most people I think should know is like, it's, it is those, those words that you're using consistently consistently and also the the way that um that you, yeah, you the inner voice and the way you speak to yourself but you can tell yourself anything because it is like right. it's a computer program so i think that's where the simplicity of of it is in the just right. reprogram it different different language so in your own experience with your self talk did that take a long time to then start shifting it did. I had a few really um, programs that were running pretty deep. Uh, one was about mm-hmm. work and money. Um, work has to be really hard. And, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. I was the oldest of four single mom. And mm-hmm. so, and that was part of my hustle culture, corporate life. And I, that was one of the first reasons um, when I, when I really wanted to go deep was, 
why do I keep getting promotions and raises and growing yet my bank account's not really changing because mm. I, I was raised like you better spend it. You might not get it again. Oh, and so okay. I realized that was a program that really had to change. And so to this day, actually, in all my cabinets, my bathroom and everywhere I have um, affirmations and money affirmations that I, I practice and say, and if I see myself coming from a place of scarcity or lack, I really will spend time and I script a lot. I journal a lot. I write letters to myself a lot. If I feel that part of me coming back up, because it, it's a pretty, pretty big ancestral story for me, um, with my family and, mm -hmm. you know, one holiday can send me back a little bit. So I got to be very, <laughs> very aware. It's like Thanksgiving's coming. I better be careful. Yeah. So get, yeah. get the journals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it's it like, out. oh no, they're all going to talk about how they'd never had anything. So, um, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. money was a big one and I'm on my own is, is, was a big one. No one's ever going to help mm -hmm. me. I'm on my own. Don't ask for help, that type of thing. So, yeah. um, you know, I'm, I'm supported, I'm divinely supported, but I'm also, I have so much love and support around me and I have people that want to help me. And I think that is it's a common one as well to feel mm -hmm. lonely and isolated and think we have to do it on our own. And then it's so easy to find the evidence that we're on our own, you know, see, they didn't mm -hmm. help me see him on my own. Cause our, our yeah. mind's job is to, to find the evidence that backs up our belief. And exactly. I don't think people realize that that's what our mind and our, our, our beliefs do is they look for evidence to back it up. So you're going mm -hmm. to be right. And, yeah. but you get to be right when you flip the script inside. Mm -hmm. That is the best advice. Mm -hmm. to give and your kids are lucky to have you oh there. thank you yeah definitely this is like it's such it's really profound insight it's advice you know all of these things and I'm curious also about identity you were speaking you know about the identity that you had again let's say you know as a mother and a in corporate yeah. and as a leader when when you you know, are switching into this new identity because essentially yeah. that's what it is. Mm -hmm. What was the process for that? Like, was there glitches along the way or did it just feel like this is, this is who I've always been. And now I'm more my authentic self. Mm. Both. I think one, when you're, when you go from working for someone else into the entrepreneurial world, that is a big journey of uh-oh, mm -hmm. I'm visible now. And who is this new identity? So there was, there was definitely some work to do a little bit of imposter syndrome when you, you know, starting a career after 50, some people have been mm -hmm. doing it for, you know, 20, 30 years. So I did have a little bit of that, but, you know, the identity that I, I, I was excited mm -hmm. about was, and that I embraced fairly quickly was, I get to be whoever the hell I want now. And I am a, an accumulation of everything. So, yeah. okay. I'm not just that 30 year corporate career. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's part of it. But I am also, yeah, mom, also this woman who, yes, I was raised this way. Yes. I had trauma, but I freaking got, you know, I've healed that part and I've done this and I have empathy and I have, I can walk in your shoes. And so I'm an accumulation of all these things. And that's how mm -hmm. I try to show up. And I am intuitive. And I was afraid to embrace that at first. So many people don't put spirituality on your thing. You know, you won't, mm -hmm. people will just not. And I realized, 
well, mm. if they don't like it, then they don't have to work with me. And, exactly. you know, they're go going to find, find out someone sooner. else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I tried to hide it for a while and then it would just come out. And yeah. so one day I said, it's just who I am. And even my oldest son goes, mom, isn't that going to, you know, put you out there and, and people won't, won't like that. I'm like, babe, if they don't like it, they won't like me. So, yeah. you know, not your people. let them come and let them, you know, not come if they don't like it, it is what it is. And I've got mm-hmm. way more clients now that, you know, it doesn't matter if they're doctors, lawyers, CEOs, stay-at-home moms, it doesn't matter. Um, even if they say, I don't really know that much about it. Could you tell me? They are so, they resonate, it resonates. They want to know more because that's the vibration we are, you know, we've, we've connected mm-hmm. in that way. I don't, I can't hide it. It just is what it is. So yeah. yes, that's good my for you. Identity. Yes. And I think that's, that's a big one because we have these ideas, ah, oh, this isn't professional and this isn't going to, resonate with everyone right. and then you have to go I want well, I don't want to resonate with everyone exactly this is, this is deep personal work you have to really be selective with who you work yeah. with and sure. you know both ways and you you've brought the word empowerment a couple times mm-hmm. and could you explain what that means to you and also you know in the in the realm of of hypnotherapy how that could help people feel more empowered because I feel like it's yeah. a word used a lot especially with women for me, it is finding the compassion for yourself and understanding the parts of you that really need compassion. Because I, I, I think, I, I think that at a core, that's what it is. Because when we, we, we have compassion for ourselves, we have empathy and compassion, and we come from that place that at the core. So when, when you mess up, when you have a bad day, when you don't feel like doing something, whatever it is, you know, I don't beat myself up. I I might say, gosh, that's that part of me that actually feels like she's alone. I have compassion. I'm, maybe I need to go chat with my inner child. Maybe I need to go dance on a freaking bar. I don't know. You know, like I have compassion for the part of me that might need to get wild tomorrow or this weekend and go out with all my girlfriends. Like I have compassion and understanding for all parts of me and I am who I am. So to me, it's just, I could talk a long time about empowerment, but at the core, Mm -hmm. it's love and compassion for yourself. And that requires self-care and, you know, yeah, getting your nails done and all that is self-care, but I'm talking about real self-care, you know, going within, getting quiet, listening to what you need, listening and, and being uncomfortable with getting quiet and why are yeah. you uncomfortable? That kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I, I really like that definition because yeah. when we say, you know, I need to feel empowered. Ultimately it's turning inward and yeah, being compassionate. Yeah. Yourself. I mean, it's, you know, mm-hmm. the, the act of empowerment might look different, but uh, you know, when, when I reverse engineer it, that's where I go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Thank you. Welcome. And another great big topic is, you know, all in the same realm of, of um, self-doubt and self-sabotage. Mm. And another one that I'm sure you deal with a lot with clients and maybe, you know, in your own personal experience as well. So the, the things again, because this is coming from the subconscious, because I don't yes. think anyone of us would say, I'm not going to sabotage my, my life, my relationship, my job right now. Mm-hmm. And so 
curious about what, you know, where it comes from, why do we do it? And how do we like turn that, turn that off if possible? Yeah. A couple things come up. So it is definitely, in my opinion, grounded in I'm not enoughness. And Mm -hmm. also, you know, the greatest fear in all of us is that rejection. You know, we, we, we all have a need for connection, some type of connection and the opposite is rejection. So that I'm, if I'm not enough, I can blame it on that other thing. So we sabotage. So whether we sabotage it by not going to bed every night when we need to, and then we wake up to exhausted or, you know, dating people that, you know, don't treat us well, eating money, you could just sabotage yourself in a million, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's so many different, different ways of, and forms of self-sabotage. And I can check the box on almost, you know, almost all of them at some point in my life, not having boundaries, you know, um, and, and you could go on and on. So I think that that fear of rejection. And so again, I guess back to that, that compassion for yourself and love for yourself and being connected to, for me with clients, connecting them with something bigger than themselves is, is really a fundamental part that I find gets them grounded and over self-sabotage much quicker. So of course, working on what is stopping them from the, what are the beliefs? So what are the patterns and the beliefs that we need to overcome? What are the beliefs that are really just a bunch of lies that we need to rewire and recode in the truth, but also are they connected to self? Have they lost a connection to self? Mm -hmm. And are they just seeking all the, the connection from the outside? So going inward connection to self and connection to something, something bigger nature, God, whatever it might be, that really is a magical method to overcome self-sabotage. And that requires, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just a routine and, and really, um, love for self. So let's find out if there are beliefs that are blocking you from loving yourself. I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. All those things, because you chip away at those and you overcome those, then you get to see, you know, the shiny diamond inside that you are worthy. You are lovable. And you start to, like, I had my moment where like, yay, I'm not bad. I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And then something I don't have, I don't have to, to spend every money. I don't have to eat cookies all night. <laughs> Although it is fun. It is fun. <laughs> I don't have to ruin every good thing. <laughs> yes. It's a it's a crazy thing because it doesn't logically make sense. And that's where subconscious is so powerful. It's it's driving every everything. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you know and and I think, you know. It, we're not really talking about trauma, but, you know, I will just say that I, I didn't really address trauma. I ignored it until I was much older in life. I buried it and that was my survival. But when I buried it, you know, it showed up in self-sabotage because I had that deep core belief of I'm bad, shame, guilt, I'm not enough. And Mm -hmm. as soon as that came out, as painful as that was, as triggering in my nervous system, and I still now I have, I have tools, I have methods to deal with it. I still have that come up sometimes, but I instantly know what to do or I'll know where to go Mm -hmm. if I'm really triggered. 
And I, I know that isn't who I am. I know that happened. That was a situation and it's not who I am. And so my methods don't sabotage. Now I have compassion. I help myself Mm -hmm. and I help my clients learn how to do that. Right. And I wonder, I think as a coach, it's always so much more powerful when you have lived this and gone through it. I always think that coaching is, is an incredibly powerful role in people's lives because usually it's, there are just a few steps ahead. Yeah, absolutely. You know, absolutely. What, yeah, what is some of your routines? Curious sure. What's morning routines and kind of keeps you grounded and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now I have um, a little bit of more dark circles because I'm getting up at five every day for a 40 day Kundalini chant challenge, but mm. um, you know, it's, it, it's wow. been fabulous, but um, I do have a very disciplined morning routine that involves either some kind of um, praying, chanting, some type of spiritual component to it, and a lot of journaling. For me, journaling has been my number one healing method, and when I feel stuck, when I feel, you know, something, I just can't get over something, um, you know, I have, you know, tons and tons and boxes of journals. I give them to clients and I really, I start with, I, Christina feel, start writing just like when, how old does this feel? And I really get a lot out. So journaling, chanting, praying, pulling cards, maybe, um, some mm-hmm. movement of my body and, uh, shaking it out. That, that's a big part of, of my morning. And if I don't do it, it doesn't take me but a few days to get really off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And 5 a.m. Is, is a recent thing to, to do this. Yeah, I, the yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm usually up pretty early, but but yeah, getting up with the okay. whole group online everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we're on day 35. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Do you think you'll cool. keep going? Like with I think we are going to keep going. We are going to keep mm-hmm. going. Yeah. Okay. Everyone voted. I'm like, wow. okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that That's very cool. That's a big, yeah, that, I mean, that's life-changing routine. I miss it when I, you know, I started thinking, well, if I didn't have this, I think I would miss it because, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's connection, it's deep breath work. You know, there's, there's a a bunch of components to it that calms my nervous system, gets me centered. I start thinking my intentions for the day, you know, I'm up, it's early. I'm up before everyone. It's quiet. It sets the day. It's great. Mm-hmm. Gets me to okay. bed early, really early, right? Ten, yeah, a little Nine. bit earlier, yeah, yeah. Can't watch one more Netflix episode. Right. We're done. <laughs> exactly. It's like that's that's so good, and yeah, I miss that about California living. It's even in the U.S., people go to bed so much earlier and wake up early, which I like. But living in Europe is it's a different. It's program. a late life. It is. It, it is. is. I spent a month so there last year, and. um, like okay, we're having yeah. dinner almost at midnight right now or 11. Yeah. Yep. It's a different lifestyle. But yeah, you're definitely, you're really inspiring me. Thank you. Like, to, you know, these, these tweets <laughs> sound pretty freaky compared to where you live now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think as Americans, we always are like, oh, you guys are extreme, but we also, we get, our, we get a lot of shit done too. Yeah. You know, that's true. That's, the other thing. that's true. It's also a different, yeah. Pluses and minuses. I think about everywhere. Yeah. And I love the dining together in Europe and yeah. just outside. That's so great. Yes. It's definitely more laid back, enjoy life, which is a good, you know, overall, 
I think way of living and also, but I think that like where we have, and I'm generalizing of course, hugely, but with, with all of this hypnosis, with, with these modalities, let's call them. I think we, we are much more in the personal development for sure in that world. And I think that Mm. in that way, I think, um, I don't know, it's, it's, maybe it's a balance. Like, you know, they look at life a bit differently, a bit more laid back again, but, but we have a way of like really looking at ourselves That's and wanting to better ourselves. Huh. I'm yeah. curious. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. They, I would say the, the self you know, reflection or all, I mean, it's, it's starting to trend of course, Yeah. but it, even therapy is more taboo. Mm. Like it was maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago in the States, things like that. So there's, it's kind of funny because I'm, you know, we're so steeped in all of this stuff that we, we are it's hard to, we are We're like, Oh, the, the podcast, the books, it's like, it's constant, which I think is great, but it's also, it's, it's a, a different, different way of like looking at just ourselves as humans. Like, okay, we're, we're all about bettering ourselves, whether it's yeah. fitness, you know, mental health. I mean, all of those things, but I think we also have a very high, strong, busy, oh. busy culture. So we have a lot more stresses we put on ourselves. So I think it's like, we're we just sure trying to like reverse some of that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been, maybe been we doing. can blend and all figure each, help each other out. <laughs> I, I agree. I think, yeah, a balance of both, but balance is always yeah. tough, right? Was it, it is. It is. Yes. This has been um, great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sharing your story and, and also your, you know, your tips and, and practices, because it, it sounds like you, I mean, not that long ago, we're living a very different right. reality and in such a, a short time, it's like transformed your life into now helping so many people. And could you, if there's anything that, that comes up as far as um, things that people can do for themselves, you've talked about, you know, journaling, mm-hmm. being careful of the words they use, things that let's say that could, could start people in a, on a path of less self-sabotage and less self-doubt things yeah. like that. If there's anything you could, you could share any guidance. I think, you know, whatever you focus on, you're going to get more of. So start looking at, you know, where's your energy going? What are you focusing on? And our mind can't be in two lanes. Our energy can't be in two lanes. So just pay attention. You don't have to tell anyone, but where are you talking out both sides of your mouth? Because your, your energy, you know, we, we can't be in two lanes and we so often say, I want this, but we act like this. And so, you know, our, our energy, what frequency are you in? And I, I always want to remind people, we have the power to heal ourselves with our thoughts, changing our thoughts. Our mind is so powerful And so, you know, yes, we need support and there's these tools, but your thoughts, the words you say, just your thoughts alone have so much power. If you need support and help to understand how to change your thoughts and and move past some beliefs and thoughts, great. But just know you have so much power and magic within your own thoughts, the ability to make profound shifts within yourself, with your thoughts and your words. So that you have the ability to literally heal yourself mm-hmm. and bet on yourself, bet on yourself. Yeah. Empower yourself. 
Yes. And then others. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's good. So how can people work with you? Men and women, let's say. If, yeah. You know, I know you have some, some downloadables, you know, on your website. If you can yeah, just kind of give an idea to people of how they can get into contact to you, find yeah, you and sure. work with you. Yeah, um, I'm mostly on Instagram at Wise Woods Hypnotherapy, and my website is wisewoods.com. It's W-I-S-E-W-O-O-D-S and .com. And yeah, there's free downloadables, and there's also a free hour where I offer you know the opportunity to chat with anyone that wants to know more and say, hey, what's this hypnotherapy thing about? And <laughs> we can talk about it. Great. And you do coaching one-on-one. Absolutely. Like so I mostly, hypnotherapy. yep. Hypnotherapy, coaching, energy healing, and really all my packages, one-on-one packages are really just customized based on whatever's going on in someone's life. So we put together the right mixture ingredients of all these different modalities I do and, and say, this is what I think would work best for you. And someone might say, I'm not into that energy thing fine. These other modalities might work better for you, or I want more of that. So, you know, I create it based on what's best for you. I don't say this is what you have to do. Um, it's together. We, we talk about it and I say, this is what I recommend. And, um, you know, and I do, I am creating right now some courses and some group projects where, you know, we can get together and, and work together because there's a lot of power in that as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I'm going to give you a call. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it. I love what you're doing and your energy is amazing. Thank and you. Again, want to commend you for doing this work and for listening to that voice inside because I think so many people can be inspired by that and you know and listen to to themselves and really make this this change to carve their own path. Yeah. It's never too late, guys. Do it. Yes. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. This has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me Thanks, today. Thanks, Willow. Thank you. That brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It makes a big difference for visibility. And even better, share this episode with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode every other Wednesday. If you're interested in working together to elevate your online presence, I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on Instagram at whereiswillow. I also hang out on LinkedIn, Willow McDonough. Until then, cheers to carving your own fucking path. I love you.